0: Support for NoCo FM comes from our listeners on Patreon and from Open Stage Theater and Company presenting Men on Boats by Jacqueline Backhouse, directed by Denise burson Freestone, playing January 18th to February 15th, 2020, at the Lincoln Center Magnolia Theater in Fort Collins. Tickets and more information available at OpenStage.com. Diverse voices, unique sound,
1: not the same old thing. Different, different.
0: This is NoCo FM.
2: Good morning, listeners, it is I, your hero, Corbin David Alba, conjured here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our fourth weekend of the 2020 experience, and it is with a heavy and somber heart full of sorrow that I introduce this particular episode because today I have learned the sad news of the passing of beloved American cultural and business institution, Mr. Peanut, who has died at the age of 104. I nearly said ripe old age. But I do not actually have any reference on whether 104 is actually old for peanut people. I know that by my puny human ape concept of time, 104 years is a very long time. But for all I know, peanut people might actually be much more evolved than us biologically and are capable of living to 1,000 to 2,000 years old because Mr. Peanut tragically passed away in an accident. And before we continue, and uh, any of you might be fearing that I might have finally broken with reality after threatening to do so after all of this time. You are correct, but not in this respect. This is all canonically true, given to us by the good people at Planters and their marketing social media people. They have confirmed as of Wednesday that Mr. Peanut has shuffled off his mortal coil. And to support this news story, they have shown an accompanying commercial depicting Mr. Peanut Wesley Snipes, I'm hitting you with a lot of words right now, I understand, but just bear with me, Uh, we're going to keep playing some Mad Libs here, he's driving the Peanut Mobile with Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh, they nearly hit an armadillo, they go over a cliff, the car capsizes, as much as a car can capsize like a ship, I guess, and they're all hanging onto a branch, the three of them, like it's Wiley Coyote, and Mr. Peanut, willfully sacrifices himself to save those two beloved actors. It is a righteous act of sacrifice that Mr. Peanut perished in, and I do hope that we all gather in remembrance of him. And this story, of course, comes as a huge shock to me, mainly because I wasn't aware that the marketing department at Planters is so creatively stifled and nihilistic that they feel like they have to resort to killing their main company mascot just as a way to jazz up their own Planters universe canon. I didn't know that they hired Joss Whedon to handle their lore for them, but I guess that this is the bold new marketing choice of the 21st century. We're killing our brand icons now. We are really testing the emotional bond that the customers have with our mascots. And of course, the whole point of this angle is that it's supposed to serve as kind of a uh, a prequel story. They're kind of front-loading us for what will be the final commercial, which will show, of course, during the Super Bowl, and it will depict the funeral of Mr. Peanut, and I figure it's going to go one of two ways. It will either be populated entirely by other corporate mascots who are paying their respects, and it will be the crossover event of the century, or it will be populated by a bunch of B-list celebrities and Lil John will lead the eulogy. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart will also be there. It's going to be one of those two. I'm sure, but I'm very interested to see what they do with all of the Mr. Peanut lore. Do we resurrect Mr. Peanut in this moment? Is it actually that he faked his death in a daring mascot show of self-determination? Do we bring him back as a ghost, or do we introduce an entirely new anthropomorphized peanut character to represent the Planters universe? I cannot wait to see how it goes. And I also hope that other brands take their pointers from the planters people. Hey, that was a lot of alliteration there. That was fun. I hope that they take their pointers from the planters people on uh, how they handle their mascots moving forward. Because it has forced me to confront how I feel about death as it applies to my company mascots. And at first, I didn't think that I really enjoyed being explicitly told that a company mascot was dead. But then I thought about the alternative, specifically what happened to the Cookie Crisp dog, which 90s people represent right now. But if you will recall, back in the 90s, the OG mascot for Cookie Crisp was this kind of rotund, friendly-looking dog, and he might have had a human friend, but I might be fake remembering that. I think maybe he was a mad scientist. I don't know. Fake memories. But I do know that he was a pudgy dog, and he really loved Cookie Crisp. He was like, cool Cookie Crisp, and he wasn't, like, tweaked out on it like the Cocoa Puffs bird was on Cocoa Puffs, but it was still like a decent amount of dependency on on the Cookie Crisp. And then one day, I believe it was like 11 or 12, this was probably the uh, objective death of my childhood, was tuning in one day and seeing that this... Beloved pudgy cookie crisp dog had been replaced with a newer, much healthier looking German shepherd dog who was also enthusiastic about cookie crisp, but he seemed to kind of take it more as like, you know, it's like a treat that he earns after having like a solid day of productivity and workouts and all of that. Uh, And I realized in the back of my child mind that that original dog had probably been put down or at least taken away to the mascot farm where he is to this day. Or at least that's what I said to process it at the time. But now I realize he's probably passed on. And honestly, his replacement dog is passed on too now because I went and looked Because this is the track that my brain went on today thanks to the death of Mr. Peanut. I actually went to the supermarket today to look at various breakfast cereals to see which of my beloved mascot friends from my childhood have also possibly passed on. And luckily, most of them are intact. I'm fairly certain that the old man who made Cinnamon Toast Crunch has passed on, but I might also be wrong about that. And then I started taking stock on all of the other corporate mascots that might have passed on. And I realized that I haven't seen Grimace in like 10 years. And now I'm convinced that Ronald McDonald, in an effort to maintain vitality, in an effort that he learned from Mickey Mouse, actually has all of the residents from McDonald Land chained up in a lab somewhere underground and is slowly siphoning off their life force one by one so that he can survive Countess Elizabeth Bathory-like into the decades and decades and decades and poor Grimace has to watch all of the people that he has lived with his entire life slowly wither and die before his very eyes. And, ah, shit, that got dark, didn't it? I should probably turn it to some tunes now while I process my grief. This is a new song by Soccer Mommy and her song Circle the Drain. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world where if you decide you're going to make any peanut related puns on social media, you will be asked politely yet firmly to leave. This is a pun free household kids we do witty wordplay and the occasional alliteration and that's as far as the language jokes get not your stupid pedestrian pedantic pun ass shit put that in your car drive all the way out to sedona and sell that shit for some turquoise okay because that's all it's worth get your filthy puns out of here anyway welcome back You just got done hearing Circle the Drain by Soccer Mommy, followed up by I Feel Alive by Tops, And finally, we have Fickle Friends, more alliteration, and their song, Pretty Great. Hey, you know what's not pretty great? Global pandemics. Hey, guess what, guys? It's that time of the decade. We're doing our pandemic scare. It's time. We are all supposed to live in fear of the deadly, the malicious, the terrible, hard. Heartrending coronavirus that's coming out of China. Coronavirus, I believe, ranks at about a six on the scary disease name scale, which is on the World Health Organization website. Uh, it does not have the science fiction uh, freakiness of the Ebola virus, it's not as ominous as SARS. Uh, but it's certainly not, like, fucking monkey pox or something, okay? Like, how are we supposed to be afraid of that? Or Zika. Remember Zika? Pepperidge Farms remembers. And so do I. But as I said, I am, I'm a little relieved to hear that the news is coming out about the coronavirus as jacked up as that might sound, mainly because I've been predicting another pandemic scare for the past year. And I said that we were overdue because I think that the last one we had was the Ebola virus question mark. Maybe the bird flu came after that. I completely forgot that the bird flu existed until like a year ago. But I just, I have a little secret department in my brain where I keep all of the pandemics scares that we've ever had, because that's what you do when you're a hypochondriac. But I think it's appropriate. Of course, it happens here in 2020 during an election season, because it's going to be very important that they keep us as fearful and terrified and in our reptile brains as possible as we go into November. So, of course, it's time for the pandemic scare. I personally am not worried, uh, as you can tell by my very flippant attitude toward this right now. We have still not hit the masks in the airport phase of the pandemic. The mortality rate is still, from my understanding of these statistics, uh, I believe there's like 600 confirmed cases up to this point and less than 20 fatalities, which doesn't you know, I'm not a mathematician, but that doesn't terrify me as much as it would like a super flu, you know, The Stand, Captain Trips type dealio. After all, it's coming out of China, and if any country is well-suited to handling a pandemic explosion, it's definitely the well-run and incorruptible government of China. We're all gonna fucking die. I'm of course joking. Only a few people will die. Most of us will be perfectly fine. And of course, if I'm wrong, and I know that I I, I take this flippant attitude toward every pandemic scare, and I know eventually it's gonna bite me in the ass. And if it's not the coronavirus or the corona with Lyme virus, or the corona sold by John Gruden on NFL commercials virus, it'll be like some antibiotic resistant strain of bacteria that they've been warning about us for like 20 years. So I know eventually I'm going to be wrong about this. But if I do end up being wrong about the coronavirus and it does wreak havoc on the human population, I will make a point to apologize to the few of you that are left. Okay, so that is my promise to you. So I guess wash your hands? Question mark? I don't know what else to tell you. I don't get sick personally. So I don't know what it's like for you normal humans. So I don't know. Drink orange juice, wash your hands, do your best, but you're still going to get sick. And if you work in education, you're probably boned. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, more tunes. Let's go. I'm feeling some sexy bass right now because that's what I feel like when I talk about potential global pandemics. Let's do it. This is Calm De Garçons by Rina Sawayama.
3: All I do is drink champagne all day
2: Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, where our favorite song is My Coronavirus by The Knack. That's their B side to the other single. Anyway, you just got done listening to some throbbing bass beats. That was Comme des Garcons by Rina Sawayama, followed up by Tovlo and her song Bikini Porn. And finally, we have Two Free and their song ATM. Hey, fun fact, everybody at home. Did you know that the Grammys are this weekend? Everybody's favorite useless award ceremony. I am here to remind you of that fact because that is my role in society, amongst other things. And if you're upset... And- and or bored that I'm talking about the Grammys just know that I could be talking about politics again but we have already gone over time on this show and I don't want this to be a two hour long foreign movie epic and also I don't want to blow out my vocal cords. so instead we're gonna talk about the Grammys I will admit I have an obsession with award shows mainly because I have that deep seated millennial obsession with finding out what is the best of anything the best of any particular category and I I think that the Grammys are hilarious because I think that they are the one category of award where your career gets shittier after you win it. If I'm scrolling on Netflix or Hulu or Prime or one of my 12 other streaming services, because I'm a helpless slave of the 21st century, I see, you know, Oscar-nominated, Golden Globe, Emmy-nominated, and you know, subconsciously, I think, oh, these are some real top-quality films that I might be about to witness, hypothetically. But if I see that, you know, an album won a Grammy or a music video won a Grammy, did music videos win Grammys? See, that's my that's my level of of bond to it. But if I see they won on a grammy i just fart and i walk away that's my level of emotional investment to grammys i'm mainly tuning in to see a how often the title of lana del rey's album norman fucking rockwell is said and b if it's bleeped out or not i'm gonna get some sick pleasure out of that But anyway, if you're not doing anything on a Sunday and you have a lot of alcohol or drugs lying around, I definitely recommend watching the Grammys because you can at least count on a lot of spectacle. And they are doing a Prince tribute, which I will, of course, fanboy over. And I'll probably cry a little bit because I have feelings, too, when I'm not being angry at things. I guess anger is an emotion, too. That's what my shrink told me. Anyway, we're going to listen to some more tunes now. This is, what are we listening to? Oh yeah, Wolf Parade has a new album coming out, which I am so super excited about. Wolf Parade is one of my favorite bands, and I am going to go see them when they come play in Denver in a couple weeks. This is a track off of that upcoming album. This is called Julia, Take Your Man Home. Oh no Welcome back to Corbin vs. the World, our Mr. Peanut Memorial episode. You just got done listening to Julia Take Your Man Home by Wolf Parade, followed up by I Can Hardly Speak by Bombay Bicycle Club. Off of their new album, we're doing all kinds of 2000s indie rock revival this year. And finally, we have a newer artist that's Keegan Powell and his song Be My Lover. And now, friendos, it is unfortunately time for us to start wrapping up all of our fun and games on this particular show and rock and roll into our next programming be sure to listen to Gadio hosted by everybody's favorite host other than me Kev Cat Also be sure to check us out on Instagram at NoCoFM and at Corbin versus The World. Also, so you can help me out on those fun, sexy algorithms that control our lives, make sure to leave a review and a star rating, obviously five stars, for what an amazing show this is to continue supporting and building that audience that is oh so important as we grow and expand into the 2020 experience. Anyway, I've got some lovely heartfelt singer-songwriter-songies for you to wrap up this particular show. Pine Grove just came out with a new album, which is fantastic. And so did Andrew Jackson Jihad, better known as AJJ at this point. So I'm going to play you a couple of tracks off of those new albums. I've also got a new track from Waxahachie, and that song is called Fire. And I hope that you have a big day, a big weekend, and a big ol' month as we keep rocking and rolling. Thank you, friends, for listening to this episode of Corbin vs. the World. I am obviously Corbin David Allbaugh. I will catch you next time. Appreciate you.
4: No drugs and alcohol today. I want to remember everything we talk about. I want to feel like moving in everything you say. But part of me's is it out. Like maybe certain circumstances. Chances are permissible maybe I just couldn't you could just look the other way Is it so? build us a new house for to live you fortified the outside and i got the interior
1: To the desert Little Midwest in me And now I'm colder Than I used to be I live in a fortress The shape of my body And now there's a coldness And it's shaped like me And now I don't suffer Any more bullshit gladly Even though everything's bullshit now Here in 2019 And you can bet it's gonna be a bunch of bullshit too Out in sweet 2020 Or whenever this album is released To the desert With a skull full of teeth But now I'm quieter Than I thought I'd be Came back to the desert And the desert came into me And now there's a quietness And it's deafening. Solitude for, Solitude for the stoic Mirth for the merry A quiet, quiet room for the overwhelmed Arcades for the ADHD, for the ADHD. Health, for, Health the sickly. for the sickly A big day for grimly Good luck everybody!